Hey, everybody, it's John. And thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks away so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. Hey y'all, it's 5 o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton. Hey, I'm John Hall, and grateful to be on this uh, podcast with 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 all of you today. Uh, Kennedy's here. Cass yep. is here. Yo, um, I, I keep hearing our names batted around on other podcasts out in the podcast sphere, and um, I didn't. I honestly didn't know that there was other podcasts about beer. So that was that was nice and horizon expanding. But uh, it's it, it's it's nice to be here in the in the comfort of the steal this beer studios uh, i hear uh, I, I heard nothing but usda prime beef all weekend so much beef so there's, much there, beef. There, there's there's so much beef there's so much beef that it became the focal point of another podcast that's uh you see we're we're moving the cultural needle that that mm. that's all that it is well i'm, I'm glad you're there for those people hey Donna. by the way they really uh, seem targeted on you well, there's apparently more on the internet for ChatGBT to find on the view, um, which, which good, well, good on you one for of keeping your name out of the papers. Late night. Only one of us has ever been on late night. Right. Yeah. yeah. Fact, facts be damned on that show, by the way. Um, by the way, speaking of other podcasts, before we get into... Um, you're not uh, going to plug your suite of podcasts, are you? We don't have that much time. Uh, the it's All a 40 About Beer minute Podcast show, Network. Just search All About 40, Beer. It's a 40-minute show, John. We can't list all your Before other Before we introduce our accomplice today. So last night, uh, I'm, I'm scrolling So, Kier, you just wait. This is John taking your five minutes. Go ahead, John. That's fine. <laughs> I'm scrolling through uh, Instagram reels, as you do, to wind down at the end of the day. And in between the dog videos and the cooking demonstrations and you know the travel – all of a sudden, two guys wearing carton boxes on their heads show up in my feed with yeah, you in the middle baby. of them, yeah, talking on baby. some podcast where you tricked some kids into putting <laughs> children, twelve pack baby boxes children, on their tiny heads. baby children, and you were you were <laughs> you were clearly having fun at their expense. And no, it's their show; they ran it. This had nothing to do with me. You didn't suggest to them, hey, you should put these nope. boxes on your head. Where to God, they wanted to try to do the steal the spear blind thing, and they decided the most comical blindfold would be carton boxes. Amazing. That was their shtick. It was fun though. They were a good time. Well, you you know how it goes because you've been at that bar recording with Evan. Which, by the way, thieves coming up. We're talking about doing a November eighth recording um with evan for this year's planning jersey day with hillary and possible special guest stars sean and amanda from the seed so mark that in your calendar 
Um, at this point, I'll get off this digression. Introduce our old friend Kier Hamilton, who is at a new brewery, to my knowledge. I was Kier. I was unaware you'd moved to Union Street Brewing in Hudson, New York. Till Kennedy just told me we have Kier from Union Street Brewing, Hudson, New York, and I said I have no fucking idea who that is. And then I saw your image, and I was like, oh, it's Kier. So anyway, welcome aboard. Tell us about your new brewery. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, <laughs> started up here in uh, mid-April. I think we got open uh, just late June, something like that. I think we might have been open for um, one of what's the holidays that y'all like uh, shoot fireworks and fire guns in there? Oh, Fourth of July. I think we opened no, on Fourth of July. I'm pretty sure that's Arbor Day. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, so we got open then, and uh, we're kind of like a brew pub, but we're doing a little bit of distribution right now. Um, okay. But we have a full kitchen and we're doing like lots of nice kind of pork tacos and teriyaki chicken sandwiches and lots of small bites and slightly uh, little lamb kofta, kofta, something like that. I don't know. I, I stay away from the kitchen. I just prefer to hide in the brewery. Hmm. I dig that. But um, so last time you and I were hanging out, you were... At the end of a long run of getting Ale, Wife, and Queens open with Doniger and had this really new kind of amazing, but but what feels like a large system compared to what you've just described under your belt and up to stride and moving and a lot of neat toys and bells and whistles and you know proper fooders and all kinds of fun shit. How is how is it from getting because your focus was really there for a real long time commissioning and getting that thing up and running? How long, you know, how does this switch feel? Is what's the size different? What's the change difference? And and based on this list of beers Kennedy sent me, it seems like you were brewing a different beer every day, or a different style beer every day, not a different beer every day. So talk about those changes, like because even though Alewife globally is tiny. It's a big brewery, big brew house. What, what's what's that been like? Yeah, yeah. So like Elwife, we had a, a ten barrel three vessel with twenties and forties. Uh, you know, we're pumping out our core pilsner and our core uh, IPA, um, and it was great. And we're doing a little, like, a couple of different mixed culture things in the bottles. Um, and up here, it's more like well, I got still got a ten, but I have ten, four ten, uh, four ten fermenters and one twenty. So I use my 20 just for doing Pilsners and then the 10s are for a whole mix of things. Um, you know, it's, we've got like four breweries in town here and uh, we're all kind of equally as busy. Um, the summer, the summer was terrible because it was just raining like every single weekend. Um, but it's, you know, hopefully it's actually scorching today. It's like 75 up here. It's um, today, yeah. Yeah. So um, just trying to pick up the pace a bit and i've i tried to cover a lot of bases doing a lot of different beers you know i got a hazy i got a west coast i got a you know i just did a couple of uh, dark i just did a dark mild an oatmeal stout and a smoked black lager when you absolutely oh, just, yeah we absolutely just want to keep a beer on tap for the entire year yeah, um, you, <laughs> make it a smoked black lager heard, heard you've fault. got 27 taps and 23 ideas make Wait, four hang on. When, when you say you want to keep it on all year it's because it's your flagship and you're brewing it every other week right as oh, far as you know absolutely as far as you know yeah uh we were talking on our last episode actually no i just totally lied 
prior to this, I was on the phone with Andy Crouch. And he asked me about barley wine culture. And I was like, well, there's there's enough momentum if you scroll long enough to believe you should make lots of barley wine. But the truth is you shouldn't. I think Rauch beer is the ultimate example of that. Like if you're John Hall's friend on social media, you believe you should be making nothing but Rauch beer. And if you make even one Rauch beer, you learn the truth. <laughs> that you should be making two. <laughs> A light and a dark one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the McSorley's. It's the McSorley's yeah. of Ralph. McSorley's Ralph. <laughs> There's a business concept that's free for the taking for whoever yeah. wants it. It's light a McSorley's vibe with two Ralph beers on. You a could, light you could get, you could get one of those recently converted closets on the Lower East Side that houses a boutique. I don't know, post-it store. You can put an entire four-barrel brew system in there at enough chairs to keep that business working. <laughs> I love it. And you have to sell you sell burnt grilled cheese sandwiches to accompany them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Get one of those old school, like late 90s bodega panini presses where the dial stopped ticking 23 years you're over, ago. You're overthinking it. Foreman grill. George <laughs> Foreman grill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. My bad. But I wasn't thinking grill marks. I was thinking flat black. I want I wanted the whole skin evenly black. I didn't want some some black lines. Um awesome. So all right, we we've we've run the gamut. You've definitely listed everything you're doing, which is fun. Um a cross section with what you're brewing. I'm assuming at this point you're just brewing everything you can think to brew that you want to brew. Is it connecting with is anything connecting with people differently than you thought? Or is it still nine out of ten people like I'll have the hazy and then something else? Yeah, definitely our hazies are our bestseller. We've had a couple on so far. Um, but hazy and the pilsner really. Um, you know, yeah, just looking at the numbers, we had a meeting earlier on today and just tells you the quantity of everything sold and people just love hazy beer. You know, yeah. I I really try to big up the West Coast, the nice clear, just like touch a touch a caramel malt to it, but it's selling fine. But people just want yeah. to not be able to see their hand through the glass. There's something, but there's something so joyful about a beautiful hazy. I'm never gonna stop saying it, even though I make fun of hazies every chance I get. And this first beer you drinking? Oh, you don't have your beer. Somehow USPS destroyed your package too. Yeah, let's not right. let's not blame the good federal workers of the. Right. My bad, my bad. It's not my fault. Good work out there. Yeah, That's unfortunately, I don't have them, but I'll uh, I'll make my best attempt to guess and right. what style it is when you right. guys well, describe it. I'll be careful trying to give it to you, because what's <laughs> funny is I I think I'm drinking. All right, well let's let's do it. What brings us together? I see this beer is a candid conversation of beer. What it's doing, not what we thought it would do. How it tastes, not how hard it was to get. And where we would drink it, not where we bought it. Um, to to facilitate this discussion, John and I drink blind out of black glasses. Ideally, Kira would be drinking out of a black glass as well, but he didn't get his beers. Uh, Cass, do you have these? Negative. Oh. Uh, Kennedy, my man. But so, Hall, you've got it. Do you want to start on beer one? Do you want to? Do you want to dive into? Yeah, this, it's it's this guava it's, juice pool. It is that where you're going with it? That's interesting. Um, it's on so the last sweet episode, and so citrusy. On, it's so sweet. And on the last episode, uh, you were talking about a shandy or a Radler, 
And I that's thought about a rattler. That's immediately you think this where, is a rattler. That's immediately where my mind went with this. It is, it's light, it's fruity, it's got a little bit of like grapefruit to it. It's got maybe a touch of that, a touch of that 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 tropicalness. But there's something on the back end of it that's a little chalky. That's a little. I, oh. I can't. I can't put my finger on exactly what it is just yet. But there is a. There's something very grainy, ashy, chalky on the back end of this that takes me out of that full juice light beer experience that I'm having for the first two thirds of it. Interesting. So one, thank you, because I love your idea lime, better than lime mine. skin, maybe lime peel. Ooh. There's, there's something. Like but there dry, is a banana like dried, like too, dried right? lime. somewhere in there. There's like a banana runt phenolic. Oh, that could be um, that chalky ashy thing. Well, so the chalky ashy thing is what makes me think you're probably right about Rattler. Because before you said that, I was thinking, uh, for lack of a better thing, hazy, 50% hazy, 50% guava juice for the kids. Um, change that to 50% Pilsner, 50%, yeah. I don't know. It's still too sweet. You said grapefruit juice and it's way too sweet for grapefruit juice. No, it, 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 um, I, I've settled, I've settled on lime. Uh, my original right. was grapefruit. But I got lime, lime juice wouldn't be this, right? No, I, no, no, I get your limey aromatic, I'm but I'm trying to identify, juice. I'm trying to identify the sweet juice that I think has been added to this. Like, I feel like. I don't feel like there's any magic here. I think this is half juice. And when I thought it was an IPA, my feeling was, why would you have even wasted hops in this if I can't taste them? But then you said Rattler. I was like, oh, then it makes total sense. I'm just trying to figure out what kind of juice went in there. Do you, um, do you, do you and remember? the chalkiness is why I'm thinking Pilsner, right? Because yeah, like Pilsner plus Tropicana guava orange banana you know what i mean or something like that but it doesn't even taste like that much it's definitely like a single juice right hey kennedy what was the name of the dogfish beer that came in the green cans that had the black limes quench oh sequench sequench this has a sequench like base but without the tartness like this isn't a kettle sour it's right. not but it has that if you stripped away you know that mm. lactobacillus um tartness i yeah, feel like maybe. this would be lurking underneath that hmm. portion i don't know it. i don't know. I, get, I get what you're saying i get what you're saying like i said i wasn't even sure we were drinking beer oh i'm not even convinced on that front but like it's... at the beginning like at some point when i had my first sip my brain flashed to that fucking miserable ipa chief brought on the anniversary show um, but then it tasted like juice, not like fruit flavoring. So I, I let go of that and didn't say it out loud. Fruit force or juice force? Whatever, dude. It just, it <laughs> doesn't same, taste, same it beer. doesn't taste like somebody melted cough drops into a beer. It tastes like somebody put juice in a beer. But the first bit was so sweet and so overpowering that if I was like, oh my God, it's one of those dumbass IPAs again. But like I it said, is... I don't have any hops at all. No. No, this is a... Yeah, but it's like somebody did a 
I don't want to say Coors Light because it doesn't taste that industrial, but say somebody took like a Vliet and made a mimosa. Yeah, this this for me is, I don't know, four o'clock on a day down the shore before you start something like, you know, you're parched and you need a little bit of sweetness to balance out whatever else you've been drinking yeah. all day long. And then well, the Rattler joke is that it's good for getting off a bike. Like that's what it was meant for. That's what Rattler means. Yeah. Um, and I, I could tra- see my problem is how much, what alcohol nice. do you think this thing has in it? If it's any more than 4%, I'm going to be shocked. So it feels to me like, like it might be a little stronger than that, even in spite of the juice edition. No, and if it maybe, is, but, yeah. then I don't think it works for that thirstiness. Plus, it's too sugary for me for thirsty. When I'm thirsty, I never want sweet. So this could also I think that's stretch. my problem. You know where I was going with that with that thirsty thing. Now that I think about it a little bit more, this is on those days when you're really hungover and you need a sprite. <gasps> never what, happened. That's that would ew. Oh God, we've just figured out all the differences between Hall and Augie. You're hungover and you go for Sprite? Well, among other things, but yeah. No, Coca-Cola and salty meat. Yeah, I'm I I I'm aware of your proclivities for that stuff. I'm just saying that I go for Sprite. <laughs> and uh this is this this would scratch that itch. All right. I could see that. This yeah, maybe if we were doing one of our three-day show benders and I'd kissed you goodnight at 4 a.m. and it was 9 a.m. And, if and you handed me one of these instead of Pedialyte. First show. Yeah. And you handed me one of these instead of Pedialyte. I'd be like, thank you, John Hall. I'm ready to record. Anyway, Kier. You want to know what uh, it is? You've heard, well, no. I, Kier was going to guess this out, but I think we already guessed this out, so we stole that thunder from him. But let me ask you this. Having heard us talk about it, are you intrigued at all or are you like, I don't need to bother with whatever this ends up being? No. Uh, yeah, I feel like, you know, you're describing Radler and you know or any bunch... bolero ipa <laughs> yeah there's a bunch of people that make ipas and they just add fruit to them there's ba- barely any hops in them they still call it ipa because that's what sells but yeah i'd like to know what it is all right kennedy uh this is from halfway crooks done in atlanta this is their radler oh we love them oh yeah. it's a radler oh. good job john hall in the well, evening gentlemen 4.4 a little bit higher. It's a All little right, higher. so higher than I thought. Yeah. Yep. But what's the uh, what's the juice? Is it guava rather? Grapefruit. It says grapefruit. grapefruit, and then it also says fruited lemonade. So maybe they add grapefruit and lemonade, and then it's uh, halfway crooks house lager. All right, that makes sense. Like I said, the underlying lager tasted like Leah, which I I'm willing to call halfway crooks. Um, and they are cycle guys, so that makes sense. But they're also yeah. southern cycle guys, so they're sweet tea guys, not unsweetened tea guys. <laughs> so I like it. I, I the lemonade is what's confused me. So yeah, does it say pink grapefruit? I don't know. I don't have a can with me, so I'm not sure. Uh, hang on, Atlanta. Because you know what I mean, like Radler. But- it just it says grapefruit, sweet to me for grapefruit, malt beverage with fruits and carbonation. Uh, <laughs> on here it says four percent ABV. By the way, um, online it's four point four. But great percent. I'm guessing that they use blah 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 blah. I don't know. They have like clever. Uh, right. No, it makes sense. Copy, this would yeah, this would this be a nice. this would be a rattler from the sweet tea section of America. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. To me. And like I said, 
off a bike, I just think it'd be a little too sweet for me, but it makes sense. Uh, all right. Hey, Kier, have you ever made a Rattler? No, but I would like to. I was discussing one with um, Sam Masato from Bond Place Brewing because I think yep. I love he Sam. made one. And um, yeah, we were talking about getting together to do one, but it just never came to fruition. But it might happen, uh, you know, early next year for summer. We'll see what happens. Now, if you were to do this, would you not be worried about re-fermentation in can? There's no way they pasteurize this can, right? Do they? Do you think they? Oh, they think fresh. they got their. Like Half, I, I halfway guess, crooks is pretty big. They might have a pasteurizer. No, I don't think so. We've no, been there, haven't we, John? Over there. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, they're not big enough for. Okay, they're not that big. Um, okay, but here's what I would say is, and I never really think about juicing a pilsner, but if you do a really proper six eight week pilsner. I guess you're pretty safe from yeast at the packaging point, right? Like, I guess maybe maybe they would have like a DME filter or something. I don't know. I just, I feel like, because this does taste to me like there's, like it's 50% juice and therefore 50% fermentable. Um, so I think I'd be nervous canning that up, but it definitely doesn't indicate that that's a fair concern. It would just be my concern. Preservatives probably. You can use uh, as a potassium sorbate. You can add some of that, and it just deactivates yeah. all the yeast. Mm. So, yeah, I, it's rolling the dice. Like. That, though. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so we were talking. I was asking a question that I think I interrupted on my own. But so of this <laughs> this assassin's row of usual suspect beers you've put together, has any one of them that you has any one of them uniquely connected with the your new crowd up in Hudson? Um, I think, you know, the Pilsner, honestly, yeah, I just started to make more Pilsners and make them a little bit more bitter. Uh, and I think people are loving them. They really are. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, we, we got Dan Suarez down the road there who not I've heard of him I've heard of every him. time on his Pilsners. And, uh, I dropped off a four pack to him. I was like, yeah, get back to me. Let me know what you think. Hasn't texted me back. Yeah, that's bad news. Bad news. It is bad news. If you if you want, I can go to his brewery, get very very drunk, and tell him everything I think is wrong with him. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure legally you can't. I'm pretty sure I can. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure we're through the uh, what's it called statute of limitations on that. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm. I think I've now worn out my forbidden. Your Dan picture's Suarez's not on the wall brewery. anymore. Yeah. Well, my picture's on the wall, but it doesn't look like me anymore. <laughs> I love I love popping down to uh Suarez and going to the tap, sitting out back and having uh, so whatever he has on that day. You yeah. know. Agreed. That was that was a nice day until a crystal bottle full of tincture caught up with me. Um <laughs> as it will. Oh my god, Kennedy, what is wrong with you? Oh wait, are you on beer four? Oh my god. Beer two. Kennedy's either a genius or a crazy person. Hang on. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you here, but I just <laughs> took a sip of a graham cracker. Oh, <laughs> Kennedy. Hey, look, this is this I, is seasonal. This is topical. This I is... just took a sip of a graham cracker right behind a grapefruit lemonade guava bomb. And I can't <laughs> tell if I'm having like a warm, fuzzy Christmas cake feeling or a what the fuck, why does a beer taste like beer feeling? 
Either, um, either, either way, Yankee Candle is really onto something. Oh yeah. The beer <laughs> oh yeah. Um. All right, but let's get let's get back to let's not uh, jump it, in it, there too fast. We we can blast this really quick if you want. Is this graham cracker or is this pumpkin? I think it's pumpkin, but that's not that far from graham cracker, right? I think no, it's, it's ginger, not, but ginger, yeah. cinnamon, is clove. The gingerbread, or is it is it pumpkin pie? I guess is the. But either way, there's there's that warm baking spice. It's autumnal spice. Thing. How about that? It's yeah. autumn spice. It's definitely not. It's not yeah, it's, pumpkin it's, cappuccino spice, but it's yeah. autumnal spicing. It's a little bit of mace, a lot of clove, some cinnamon, some ginger. Um, my question is, forget all that. Put your nose in the glass. Yeah. And smell that. And it smells like a dusty old spice cabinet. No, it smells Which like a kind of fascinating. Cookie. It smells like a stale gingerbread cookie, like in a okay. good way. All right, yeah. but so to just me, the so... old spice cabinet. I get it. Yeah, yeah. So in my mom's house, like in my house, it's a drawer, and it's an ever evolving drawer with all kinds of shit. But in my mother's house, it was like something she got when she got married. It was mounted on the wall, and there were like four rows of ten bottles with little hand stickers on them that said things like cream of tartar, ginger, whatever. And there was like a hook over a nail closure on this little thing that was mounted over the stove when you opened it this cup is what that thing smelled like like all of those dusty old spices together does that make sense yes here's what i'm going to say about the clove that's coming through though there is a slight ashiness to it and my god is it taking me like drum like Like drum it's, it's taking me back to my high school smoking days yeah, D J R U M. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, black on black on black clove cigarettes. <laughs> but it has that slight. Dear, your accent makes me it. think. My your accent makes me think you've listened to ska and called it punk. Did you used to? <laughs> did you used to? Did you used to smoke drums back in your black leather jacket skateboard days? No, uh, I, I I never had days like those. <laughs> I know drum. Um, the roll up cigarette, fellas. Uh, we uh, had a yeah. uh, we had shag. That was another Ooh. one. Um, I can say that on this podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, in both ways. You can say it in both ways. Um, um, oh. I I don't hate it. I thought I might, really but I don't hate it. Really, I'm gonna yeah. get you. A, I'm gonna get you and Bob Olson out. You've clearly gone over to the Bolero side. You like half juice beers. You like uh, spice uh, box beers. All right, really quick, Kennedy. What is this? Kennedy fun. left. Kennedy's so mad I yelled at him. <laughs> yeah. All right, I thought I was gonna have to unmute my unmute myself, but I was already unmuted. Uh, this is from Greenport Harbor and uh, Root and Branch Brewing. It's a collaboration. It is a take on Greenport's Leaf Pile beer. It is called <laughs> Leaf Pile Pie. I just unwrapped. Okay. The, I just. Unwrapped right. the I love that you said all those words, but none of those words mean anything without context. Pastry pumpkin pleaser. Pastry style pumpkin ale. <laughs> You ready for it? Eight and a half percent. Fuck off. Kennedy, what is wrong with Kennedy. you? And there's a note on the website that says, please limit purchase to one case per order. Thank you. <laughs> God bless uh, America. Does it say what style of beer it is? Yeah, it's a pumpkin pastry porter. Yeah. I mean, Leaf Pile is a pretty well-known regional. Uh, pastry style know. pumpkin ale. It's, so um, what is Leaf Pile? Like what is that? Camera certified. That's uh Greenport Harbor. You know Greg Dorosky, who used to be at Threes. Right. Love Greg. Yeah. Um, it's their 
fall seasonal. It's uh, yeah, it's okay. a spice. What was it, brown ale or what they call it? I don't know. That's why I keep asking you. Yeah, they, um, they did that beer for a long time. I think uh, the, I didn't know it was. Spiced, but I though. find it hard to believe Greg makes a beer this sugary. That might be the root and branch. Believe yeah, it. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's them. Yeah, root and branch. All right. All right. No reason to dig too deep in it. It's clearly there to make people happy, and it clearly worked on Hall. Listen to him; he's giggling. Um, <laughs> I'm smitten. Kira, I'm super sorry we didn't get you this beer. I would have liked more reactions out of you. No, are I'm, you I'm... making? Are you making it your new spot? Have you done? Have you gone down the pumpkin spicing path yet, or not yet? No, I, I've never made a pumpkin beer before, and there's a lot of other people that make good ones. So I just thought. You know, I I don't I don't want to have something on tap for too long. I know I joked about the bl- smoke black lager, but yeah. um, you know that sort of thing is if you don't get it in the right window, then all of a sudden, you know, it's seeing starting to see end of November, December, and then January. You're like Jesus, what am I going to do? It's <laughs> so like I, like I've made I've made I've made Oktoberfest before called the Marzen, and then you know this year I made a fest beer and. I'm still having a festival in November, maybe December. We'll see how it goes. Really? So so I find when I make a Martson, when I make an Oktoberfest, 15, 30 barrels is enough. When I make our Fest Beer Hells, I need to do 45 to 90. And they kind of sell at the same pace. But that's only after, I feel like people became aware of the difference in the two styles in the last, five years and seven years ago people wouldn't order the fest beer because they thought it was a oktoberfest martzen and they didn't love those or they'd order it and be upset it wasn't so somehow the people not knowing the difference because the names are so subtle was failing us all but now that they know they seem you know People seem to like lagers, like you're seeing that, right? Or I guess you're saying they like pilsners. Have you made other lagers and not seen them go as well? No, as I say, like we're still, you know, I think I'm like two rounds of beers into our taps. And uh, okay. yeah, I made a Kolsch to start with because I want it to be something a bit quicker, um, but lighter in color, obviously. Um, yeah. You know, and, that's still, still and do. fun. Kolsch is oh, fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, that's still doing really well. Um, you know, I want to do some more loggers, maybe a hell is soon, but uh, I just have to wait for the sales, make sure they're still yeah. ticking along nicely. And I'll have some. How on. many taps? How many taps are in the tasting room? I got six on serving tanks and six on kegs. Okay. So 12 in total. So, so right now, you'd say half of that is some type of lager beer and half is some type of ale or. How's that dialing, and and where do you see yourself feathering it left or right from that middle? Hmm. You know, I want to do a couple of more IPAs because they are selling more, but yeah. I've got things like I have a Belgian triple on, which is a recipe I came up with a while ago, and I love it. Um, but just, you know, 9.4%, you know, when you say Belgian beer to somebody, people are like, oh, I don't like Belgian beers. <laughs> but it's like, it's like the adage of, you know, you tell people uh, scotch and they're like, oh, I don't like smoky whiskey. But literally smoky whiskey is maybe 13 distilleries out of 140 now. So mm-hmm. it's it's Belgian beers are a tough sell, but I really do like this one. So I uh, got my, go on. Sorry. No, no, you go. I just I just wanted to say that it's funny because 
knowing the flavors people are liking in that kind of Swedish, sweet-ish, um, big booze warmth, fruity flavors of beer in the double hazies. We, on our last show, you missed here. Somebody tried to sneak an enjoy by hazy in and it did not work. But that was like 10% or 9.7%. And they were trying for fruity and they even gave it a little malt character because no matter what, they can't shake the West Coast off their shoulders. <laughs> um, and and it was what it was. But but on paper, it reads like an attempt at a very good Belgian triple. So it's funny to me that people get hung up on the idea of I don't like Belgians when the flavors of a well-constructed triple I mean, except for the really dry ones like delirium, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, like those are the flavors they like. So why do they think they don't like those flavors? And I don't have an answer. I'm not, and I, and I've tried to answer this before. I just, it's funny when I hear you say that, that I know it's true, but it bothers me that I don't think it should be. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I you know, I love the recipe. I made it's, it's selling to a number of customers that keep coming back in for it and they love it. Um, I sold a couple of kegs to a great Belgian beer bar in Fishkill, uh, Dutch's Beer Cafe, and people are loving it down there. Um, Good. My my buddy uh, at Rough Cut Brewing, he uh, makes a bunch of Belgian beer, and he's won a few awards for his, but uh, he ran out. So I was like, oh, take one of mine on. And his customers are loving that. So it's good. pretty good. Yeah. Oh, imagine being in a state where you could help out another brewery by sharing their beer at your brewery. <laughs> <laughs> The insanity, oh. the foolery. Anyway, um, well, that all sounds great. It sounds like you're definitely well up to. I mean, I know you're a seasoned pro and been around, been around a couple, couple laps. But I like the. It sounds like from April till now, you're sounding settled and getting up to speed. The thing we didn't talk about that I should focus on is the cuisine and the food because if somebody's willing to cross the border from new jersey by 22 minutes to get to you they could eat with their beer um i know you listed a bunch of what you're serving how how are you how are you and your chef meeting of the minds and collaborating of the pairings or have you not gotten that deep in each other's kitchen yet well you know every time i have a new beer we we sit down and have a little taste of it and then he talks about what he thinks it'll work well with and then i just kind of let him do his part um and then he'll kind of try to match it up with something that's seasonal you know we just put on the menu this week some sort of uh autumnal salad with a bit of fa- uh farro that's right and then some butternut squash and all that you know a bit more not not so much leaf but just more seasonal roasted vegetables right. and uh it's which real by nice. the way lovely with a belgian triple there we go. I got nothing better than Belgian triple than roasted acorn squash. Trust me. Um, keep that up. Tell them, tell them, keep that shit going. Yeah, um, definitely. All right. As always, we've talked through our 40 minutes. This isn't me saying goodbye. This is me wrapping up. Kennedy, do you have a letter? I don't have another letter today. Sorry. I do. Okay. Oh, good. Go <clears> on, Paul. <throat> So I, I received a, a letter. Oh God, to... I feel like I'm being set up. You, you're uh-huh. not. <laughs> I received a letter to uh, to my work email address with the subject line, Kennedy is not my man. Mm. Uh, oh, spill the tea. So this letter begins, call my man. 
Having enjoyed the various podcasts and TED Talks of Justin, Augie, and yourself, it feels like... Wait, how many of us have done TED Talks? Um, It feels like Steal This Beer is a supergroup in the spirit of cream. I know which one of you is the ginger baker of the group, but I'm not telling. Kennedy... controls everything around me. Kennedy never selects my letters, even though I write to save him from abuse. Are quote-unquote no letters better than my letters? I'm writing to you in case you feel differently. Also, I think Cass deserves to have this read on the air. Cass was treated badly, this letter continues, during the Roquefort Triple Extra Tasting, but there was some misinformation presented. It was said that the beer having a bottling date of 7-12-2023, that the beer was fresh. Roquefort uses a best buy date in the day, month, year format. So based on the info about Roquefort beers, I'm guessing your bottles hit the U.S. in mid-2022 and were packaged before that. Cass was hoping the reveal would show that the beers were a year old, but I I suspect that they were older than a year. I've seen bottles with that date covered in dust. This doesn't mean that they suffer from oxidation, but Cass at least deserves more credit than he got. Kennedy, I'm starting to see why you don't read these letters. These things just go on and on and on. Um, (laughs) Cass deserves more credit than he got. I think the letter on that episode. So wait, ChatGPT likes Cass? I think the letter on that episode about buying old beer was even more timely than realized. For what it's worth regarding age and buying Belgian beers in general, I've had plenty of badly oxidized old Belgian beers over the years. Since the above is not a question, self-aware <laughs> author right here, here's an old question that didn't make it to the show either. Oh, Kennedy, you got to fight. Augie, <laughs> Augie, Hi. Has Hi, frequently, I'm Augie. Augie has frequently compared beer to art. My question is, is beer actually art? If the answer is maybe, then aren't uh, then are only some beers art while others aren't. This question has been debated in the broader food world and sometimes focused, uh, yeah, in the broader food world and then focused on Ferran Adaria. Um, Ferran Adria, close. Uh, there you go. Uh, I'm curious to hear Augie's opinion without getting into metaphor, John's opinion, and the guest's opinion on the topic. Regards, the Kolsch Bandit. All right, Wait, Kolsch this Bandit. Guy. This, this guy. This guy's. This guy. First of all, fuck you, Cass was wrong. Two, Doesn't seem I'm like not allowed it. to use metaphor. <laughs> I'm not allowed to use metaphor. I'm out. My whole thing is metaphor. I strive for metaphor. It's my art. Kennedy, anyway. Kennedy, do you want to defend yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to... Is that who he goes by? Kolsch Bandit? I've never gotten an email from Kolsch Bandit. I mean... Wait, as we all know who listen to this show, I also get the emails. So I can search... Kolsch Bandit and see if we've ever gotten anything from that. K-O-L-S-C-H? Yeah, with the proper umlauts and everything. Really? He used the umlaut? Hold on. That's... I like the Kolsch Bandit. Of course you (laughs) do. You You would, Cass. You would. Cass, the whole point of that episode was your first sale to the highest bidder, and he (laughs) proved that. Um, Question from the Kolsch Bandit, 821.20. Uh, top hits. Right, so, yeah, so this is three years old. All this letter? No, the last. I time just did I a search it. for Kolsch Bandit, and there's an eight twenty one twenty. Justin, I noticed that you haven't used my question when Augie asked if you have a letter. Let's, so apparently, this is an old problem. Last time he wrote you that you weren't reading three years ago, twenty twenty. <laughs> um. All right. Anyway, so apparently, this guy does write 
and Kennedy ignores them. We're sorry about that, Kolsch Bandit. So absolutely, beer is art, but absolutely, food is art. Um, the I guess the the question I'll do without using metaphor going too deep is the question is what is art? And art is anything that makes you that causes you to feel or or emote something, right? So I'm not going to get in an argument if 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 the Teletubbies are art or Picasso is art. People doing something that they create, me with beer, Ron with a spherication, Teletubbies, artists with the Teletubbies, they're making something and putting it out there and people are reacting to it emotionally and the value of the art is then what somebody will pay for it right like like who 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 there's art in everything watch the design series on netflix you can be doing anything children's toys buildings uh, costume design for a movie it's all an art it's all your art it's all your creativity what you bring to it and then the next question people always badger with art is, is there value? And the, and the answer is, will people give you money in exchange for it? I don't understand why that's, that's a question. Am I missing his point, which we all know I do? I don't know. I can't, I can't speak for him. Beer, what do you think? Is beer art? Oh, yeah, I would say beer is art. I think, uh, you know, from sitting down and creating a recipe and a uh, little, little bit of tweaks here and there and try to get a... You try to end up with a masterpiece and uh you know some people have made masterpieces like you know plenty of the elders it's fucking amazing beer um mm. that's a bit of a masterpiece you know yeah or of all unless oh, you're hot absolute masterpiece yeah like there's that boat beer i mean there's a million masterpieces eh. out there ah fuck off <laughs> there is perfection there is perfection um yeah i don't i don't see how you could argue that you could even like I wouldn't even argue that Budweiser isn't art. Like Budweiser is somebody's art they made that is now being reproduced in a factory. Xerox. But trust me, Jeff Koons doesn't still make Jeff Koons' sculptures. He designs them and passes them off to manufacturers to manufacture. That's you know, that's what Bud is at this point. It's still art. Um. All right. So yes. Beer is definitely art. Thanks for asking. And it's never not art. Um, I apologize for not reading your letter three years ago. <laughs> Kennedy, I feel like he's written us more than once. Or he's, or we're going to find out he was in a coma and he woke up and his brain is still not settled enough to understand the date codes on Belgian beers. And Cass was definitely wrong. Oh, did he just send that to you? This came to me. In 2018, no. Um, <laughs> uh, this came to me a week ago. This came to me on okay, Thursday, yeah, October 19th at 12.21 p.m. Through All About Beer? Through my allaboutbeer.com email. All right, well, well, I apologize for skipping your letter three years ago and not reading the, it. The only thing yeah. I will explain about this is, again, Kennedy and I share this, and at some point, at this point, I'm pretty sure I hit some button trying to move on from a Kennedy email that moved Kennedy to some version of trash or spam. 
So there was like three months this year where I just wasn't getting Kennedy emails and it finally freaked us out. Kennedy and I did some back thing to figure it out and get him back into my flow. But in Kennedy's defense, it's possible I swiped past that one and fucked something up. That may not be Kennedy ignoring you. That might be because if you've written since 2020, both of us can only find that letter in our emails right, so right. maybe maybe i did something that blocks that address and that's how it got through to all about beer anyway none of this matters we appreciate your letter it was fun having you yes beer is art and yes cast was wrong and um that beer was still yes. within code um all right so Cass. yes well actually first let's do Kier. Kier, if they want to come drink all these tasty beers you're making up there in hudson how do they do it uh, 716 Union Street. That's where we're at in Hudson. You can get the train right up from the city. Um, nice. We're on the opposite side of town from the train, but it's a beautiful walk right up Warren Street. And uh, we're open uh, Thursday through Monday, uh, 3 till 9. And at the nice. weekends, we're open at 12 till 10. And they can eat and drink your beers. Absolutely. They can eat and drink your beers. And we're, we're right on a train line, which has got four other breweries. So if you want to do... Um... Who else? Wait, who are they? Is it is it good people like Suarez and Plan yeah, B I, and... Uh, they're a little bit further Newberg? away. I want it to be Newberg, Plan B, you... And... Nowhere's near there. It's nowhere's <laughs> near there. Yeah, we got Damn like it. two blocks away, Return Brewing, and right across the street from them is Upper Depot. And okay. then a little bit further the other way in industrial estate is... I'm assuming the original Hudson Brewing Company. Okay. So, so there's plenty of places right, well, there to you have go. You can make a day of it. Yeah. Come and if see the leaves. That, if you do that, start bike here for a Rauk beer, do the others, and then come back for a triple with an autumnal salad. I, if, um, false. If you start with the Rauk beer, there's no chance you're leaving. You're just oh, staying Because now you're, now you're part of the cult. All right. Cass, <laughs> tell them how to give us money and five stars. Yes, that is patreon.com uh, slash steal this beer. Thank you for all that kick us those wonderful ducats. They help us get beers not delivered, but sometimes do. You can see what we're drinking on untapped once again. I've been keeping up with that. Uh, see us uh, on the social medias, you know, at steal this beer. Um, I also have some, by the time this comes out, I'll have some nice pictures of Union Street up on my feed that I drink good oh, beer wait. jesus fucking christ nope, he dead. his beer <laughs> not, yet. not yet his beer not yet and we'll leave oh, it at that this is not the iron heart show <laughs> all right can, I, keep, can I say thank you to uh cast for the ucs for my birthday that was thank you very much cast oh you're uh, very welcome uh, my friend Cass. that's his calling card that's how he ingratiates himself is he keeps a case of unica club in his trunk and <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep it tucked, hey, man. You need yeah, to that kid. Longer. That kid will fucking bootleg your couch. Do not turn your back. <laughs> um, all right, y'all. All right, y'all. Do all that. Get oh, five hey, stars. Write us what? letters. Steal this beer podcast at gmail.com. John letters. Write us letters. Write John, John letters. letters. John Hall at allbeer.com <laughs> is apparently the alternate. <laughs> The, the channel. Kier, thanks for joining us, man. Congratulations on the new spot. It sounds awesome, and we'll definitely get up to see you. Absolutely. Um, pleasure. Uh, my pleasure, man. Thanks for coming on. All right, y'all, get at us. 